Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to the Corridor Digital Podcast. You might have been wondering, where'd those guys go? I, I, I didn't know that they made videos until they made a podcast and told me about their videos. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we are. We've been here the whole time just in this room. You might notice we have a new setup. That's because we got the Node computers here. Everyone said in the Node in the Node channel, they were like, "Hey guys, can you sit on the couches? I feel like it would be better vibes if you sit on the couches. Better vibes, yeah, it's more so, comfortable." So here we are. Yeah, three yeah. couches, three mm-hmm. dudes, three mics. I've got uh, Nico and Sam here with me today. This is the group I often refer, refer to as the Triforce when in conversation with Ivy. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, we have wisdom. Power, and power, and courage, agility, strength, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, constitution. I don't there know. There you go. Um, Perception check. Okay, guys, we're going to do uh, a new thing today on the podcast. The first thing we're going to do and the only thing we're going to do is talk about Well, we might talk about more topics, but we're <laughs> going to try to keep it to one topic. Um, so with that. It's 2020. I mean. 2020. Where does the time go? It's a new decade. Yeah. I know. 10 years ago, we were wee lads. And now look at us. We're just standing tall just men. N- normal fam- lads. With families. <laughs> yeah. As of 2020, we are all dads. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So oddly enough, we're also the only dads in Corridor. But it makes sense. It, just... it, it trickles down. <laughs> the dad, the dadness trickles the dad, down. The, so today's topic, we talk about dad economics. No. In today's topic, we talk about Corridor in 2020 and what we're going to be expecting. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk. I mean, because we always go through this thing every year and we always talk about like, uh, well, you know, we go over the company and we talk about, well, what what did we do last year that worked? What did we do? What do we want to do this year? Oh boy, last year, what a year. Based on that. So I kind of just wanted to like take people through that conversation that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think people will get a, get a little bit of more of an insight on, yeah. on what we do. Well, then in that case, I do need to put a disclosure that everything we say on this podcast is not guaranteed to happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, um, hopefully... It gives you guys some some insight and hopefully some things to look forward to. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> 2019. 2019. This is how we always start this conversation. 2019. What happened? How'd it go? Was it a success or a <laughs> failure? Happened? Because every year at the beginning of the year, I don't know if you guys do this, but I always write down what success means for that year. Hmm. And then I put it on my little wall over there next to my next to my desk. Well, what did you write for 2019? Uh, well, I wrote, um, I mean, I can pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't do this. This is, uh, yeah. This is is a long-term like payoff tradition that you go for here. Let me get it. Let me get it. I'll be right back. That's cool. That's a really interesting way to organize your thoughts. It's like, it's like the opposite of new year's resolutions. It's like last (laughs) year's new year's predictions predict or yeah. Yeah. Last year I predicted this would happen. And then you find out if it came true or not, which is the most revealing part. And then you have to, you got to ask yourself, well, if it didn't come true, 
Why? Hmm. And if it did come true, why? Um, yeah, let me just... Uh, you say this is a yearly tradition. I, this is my first time hearing Adam about Lyons this. Adam Lyons actually taught this to me. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Um, in like 2015, he had a... When he was living in Oxnard, mm-hmm. he had a little like Adam Lyons' Avengers meeting where he <laughs> called all of his buddies and he was like, okay, guys, so this is what we're going to do this year. Um, I want you to mark down... Uh, let's see. And so 2019... Here we go. Um, right here. Let's see. Uh, 2019 success. Corridor YouTube channel. First things first, I wanted to make 25 videos. On Corridor? Yeah. Oh, boy. We did, we did, oh, not, we did not accomplish this. <laughs> we did not accomplish this. We made this. like seven or eight? Yeah. So, so the question, which I always ask myself, is why? Why did you not accomplish this? And the first the reason I put is that we spent more time on the Corridor Crew channel. Mm. We sacrificed the time to spend on those 25 videos, and we spent them on the Corridor Crew channel, which I we think We spent is, a lot of time on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, we, we did that, but also a lot of the videos we ended up working on were longer endeavors. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the Boston Dynamics, we did two of those videos last year, right? It sounds yeah, crazy to say because they, yeah. the first one feels forever ago, but each one of those videos took weeks to the point of, you know, if we did 25 videos of that scale, it would have been impossible. You would have had rotating teams working three hour, three shifts a day. Yeah. Um, so then the next thing on Corridor YouTube was I wanted to release two videos a month. <laughs> same thing as the <laughs> first, you know, same answer. I wanted to do five brand integrations. We did not accomplish this. Why did we not accomplish this? My reason, the industry landscape has changed. The integrations landscape has changed, which mm-hmm. I think is... On the quarter channel, by the way. People yes. are like, what about all the Squarespace ads? No, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's great. By the um, way, how many videos do you think we did do last year? I think we did... Just off the top of your head. Well, Say with you, Sam. Does the pogo stick and... Everything counts. Okay, every upload. Every upload on the quarter channel, public. That's right, guys. It's a private corridor channel did, that only we, we get did to watch. Four, I didn't think we did 14. I was going to say 14, actually. You guys both guessed pretty good. The answer is 17. Really? Yeah. Wow. Actually, it might even be 18 if you count our Battlefield commercial announcement video, which uh, did yeah, technically come out this year. Well, those Rush yeah. videos All those Rush came videos in helped. at the last second. Well, yeah. And surprisingly, actually, we got a lot closer to this than I thought. Yeah. Um, and I should point out, too, that we got more views last year than ever before. Yes. So that was the next part is 6 million subs. Um, I didn't have a view marker but six million subs we far surpassed that yeah we, we got seven last year we we got up to seven yeah we we passed seven i should yeah. say for those of you who are just listening i have my phone out i'm double checking all of these analytics while jake shouts them out yeah we're at um, 7.3 and then i wanted to try four experimental episodes hmm. so i think we hit this um because we did boss town one and two yeah. Uh we did Pogo we did Pogo Stick. We did the Keanu Deep Fake. Mm-hmm. And um we also did the well there, I think we did more because you could count top ten games you can play in your head as yeah. experimental. Yeah. You could count Very. um the second Primtech video as experimental though. I mean every video is an experiment. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. I guess I just meant like it's like Rush Episode 3 technically was an experiment, but the first one might have been. <laughs> yeah. No, so, but... that, so that was Corridor. And then I, I just go through. I, a Corridor corridor Crew. Okay. Let's hear um, these. 100 videos. We hit, I think we did that. We did. We did 106 or something. Wow. Two Jeez, videos That was ambitious. Week. We hit that. Nice. 35 brand integrations. We hit that. Wow. Actually, we did better than that. Two million subs. Did we we definitely did that. We hit that. Mm-hmm. And, we might just actually gained two million subs last year on top of like the ones we already had. And single topic episodes, which was the big thing that mm. we were talking about at the end of 2018. Remember? Yeah. And we we're like, let's stop doing these two. If you guys remember, if you guys have been watching since 2018, you'll remember the vlogs used to be everything. Or every, the AB everything. Story. Yeah. It was it was we had A stories, we had B stories, we had C stories. <laughs> it was it was when we'd flip around between all three, all two of them. Yeah, and then we and then we realized, hey, wait a minute, people watch these videos more if we release them as single topics, and so that's what we started doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, 
if you guys are like, hey, I miss the old vlogs, just think about it this way. We listen to what the audience says effectively in the sense that like we noticed that when we put out single topic videos, they would get almost double the views. And it's like, well, there's a reason for that. It means that more people want to watch those videos. Mm -hmm. And it means that your payoff from the thumbnail to the uh, expose of the piece is, mm -hmm. is better. And so more people are watching it. Now, you might like the, the flip flop, you know, between just what's going on every day in the office, but there's a clearly a, a larger majority of people that liked it the other way. So that's why we did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not to say that you can't have, you know, your own tastes or want your own things, which we also acknowledge. And like, that's just a part of us figuring out how do you balance, like if you have something that caters to a smaller number of people, but they're passionate about it and you have something that caters to a bigger number of people, is there a way to balance that? That's one of the things we want to figure out going into 2020 here, actually. That's every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's every year. You're right. Yeah, well, we got some plans for that, which we'll talk. We can. You'll find out more about that as time so goes. Should I finish this or should I move on to my 2020 plans? No, no, finish this. Okay, all right. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing a couple tangents just to give context. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the corridor cast that was on my 2019 success oh, really? list. Fifty episodes. We did not accomplish that. What you are we? not the father. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, why we deprioritized the podcast. That's that's harsh the truth, truth, man. That's the honest truth. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad we're doing this episode. But at the same time, we had to recognize like, hey, there's a niche audience that likes this show. So let's just make it for them and for us. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a big, I guess, elephant in the room as to like why all these things got deprioritized. And that is visual effects artists react. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. That blew up, caught us by surprise. To a cer certain extent, um, and then it became, you know, a question of can we do that consistently and at, at high quality and then maintain the rest of our creative output? Um, and I think we did to some extent. It just happened slower, you know? Yeah. Try to find the balance. Right. And then we, we also shifted the rest of the format on the crew channel. We shifted the rest of the focus of the company to accommodate for that explosion in viewership. Yeah, I mean, we went 10x in viewership, mm -hmm. almost. <clears throat> it's straight up. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's not like you sit around and plan, and you're like, okay, one day <laughs> when we go 10x in viewership, it's like, how are you gonna do that? It's like, yeah, it's just gonna happen. I don't know. It's just gonna happen, and when it does, <laughs> we'll be ready. It's like, no, you, we had we had our way of doing things, and then it came in, and it was like, oh, people really like this show. We should probably make it a priority. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's kind of we've out, we we do that every year. There's sort of like a there's sort of like a hierarchy of needs of content <laughs> needs, yeah. you know, and, and each year they shift and move around and yeah. Well, I think it speaks to the team's strength that we were able to adapt and start making that show and honestly improve on what it was when it first came out, even and still keep everything else going, you know, and still have really great corridor videos dropping. You know, the podcast wasn't as frequent, but we're dropping the podcast and, you know, having the in-between corridor crew videos that weren't VFX React, having those still be really strong videos as well. Right. So, yeah, it's, you know, you need good people for that, but it takes time to build that. Takes yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, the, the VFX Artist React show really changed, I think, the studio more than anything we've done since like starting the channels, to yeah. be honest. Well, there's also a subtle like, it happened at the same time, which was subtle, but and it falls behind like the shadows of VFX artists. But that's you know the shift from Carmichael to Dean, Nick, and Matt. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a big transition point there. Carmichael was in labor for three years, <laughs> and he pushed out the baby that is VFX artists react. <laughs> And he put it in a basket and, and left it at our doorstep. He put it in a basket and he shipped it down and then Dean found it on the side of the river. <laughs> While in his nun garments. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, I mean, it's really, there's so much we can say about it, but I think, I mean, obviously the show is super successful and it's really great seeing like all the new viewers, but more than anything else, you know, as kind of like artists in the quote unquote industry, um, it's been really, really cool to see people reaching out about the show and you know we've been doing visual effects on youtube and doing all these videos and stuff 
And then suddenly now last year we have people, you know, from like Weta, like hitting us up and other filmmakers and like people who are in the industry doing similar things now finally going, oh, like, hey, look at these guys. This is cool. They're doing it. And and it's not necessarily because of even the quality of our videos or anything, but just simply because we haven't had anything come out that was so personality based, like seeing, you know, you and Ren and Clint and myself like us as personalities out there for people to see who's making this stuff. And mm-hmm. we, there's just a, an incredible amount of reach that that show had that has kind of had a really positive ripple effect through everything we do. Yeah. So I, I yeah, it's just, it's pretty cool. It's good. I mean, we, cause we've been working for that for like many years already at this point. And we, we kind of in 2018 where we were kind of like, Oh, well, I guess we're just our own little like satellite <laughs> here doing our, doing our thing. Yeah. And now suddenly it's like, oh, no, like everyone kind of sees what we're doing, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, that's it's one of those things that like as an artist, it makes you happy, makes you very happy. And, you know, it's like having this life passion intersect with suddenly everybody else's passion, like sharing the same thing and, you know, getting to these these people that you really look up to in the industry and having them reach out to you and be like, hey, you know, we, we watch your videos in the office or we talk about this. I'm like, oh, hey, I worked on this shot. Here's how we actually did it. And they're not, you're not reaching out to you and they like, you, you lied about me and how I messed this shot up. Like there's, Which is there's usually no... why they reach out to YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, Hey, really enjoying the episode. You know, I saw you guys broke this down, you know, here's how we actually did it. And you know, it's just, it's, it's been super positive and yeah, I don't know. It's very, very fulfilling having, you know, those are the people we look up to in the industry reaching out and like saying that they enjoy our work, you know? So. It's, not, yeah, it's nice to do something positive on YouTube too that gets views, and rather yeah. than something that's controversial, you're trying to whip up a mob or yeah. make a rant. It's like, yeah, let's all be angry. Yeah, we're gonna be angry. Be angry. Let's just get outraged. It's nice. <sighs> it's nice to make content that is gets views because people are interested and and that it has a and that it's positive. And even when we're even when you guys are critiquing the bad VFX, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Like well, they they missed this obvious thing that could have been done, and so it's still constructive criticism in a way. Yeah, well, they're up against one of the challenges that no one's quite been able to solve yet. You know, and it's like here's their attempt at how they do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So twenty twenty, so that's twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and twenty yeah. Now twenty twenty. Are you ready for these goals, boys? All, All right, right, let's hear it. All right, corridor crew, one hundred and twenty five videos. Wow. Okay, that's mm-hmm. more than for those of you listening who do not know how many weeks there are in a year. That's more than two videos a week. Yeah, <laughs> for I, the entire year. I think we can get to three videos per week by mid-year if our Patreon hangouts count. We might be able to hit it. Yeah, and 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 also I think there's still there's still a, there's still a need from the audience. I think or like a demand from the audience to want to watch more stuff that's happening in the studio. And I, and I feel like we're giving them that, but we're not. We're just, we're not quite, you know. These more updates, constant updates. Yeah. As opposed to like here, once a month you get to see in, as to what's happening in the studio. It's like, oh, cool. It's just like two weeks out of the out of the month you release three instead of two. Mm-hmm. And then you hit that. Yeah. Which is kind of what we're doing. And if we do more corridor videos, which we'll get to, then then I feel like that'll that'll happen. Um, Five million subs. On Quarter Crew? Yeah. Okay. Think we can hit that? Where's it at right now? It's at three point two. It just passed oh, wow. node last week. Wow, good for us. <laughs> good for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all neutral. <laughs> we should talk about node in a minute here too. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of horses. We do. Um, then corridor. I I didn't have a number on here, but because we're still kind of having that conversation. But uh, filmmaking for what we have. Tentpole ideas that drive public viewership, and uh, those two are the they're sort of the main fronts. Like, mm-hmm. what what are the some of the what are some of the boss town esque if it videos that we're gonna do those tentpole videos that are gonna drive people that where it spills the bounds of the regular audience, it even spills the bounds of the YouTube audience, mm-hmm. and it gets into the greater public, so that people now are like, oh hey, are you those? You those filmmakers. Yeah. Got to do a couple of those. I mean, just making more Boston videos in general would be great because, like, 
that's just the concept that, I mean, well, we have to figure out how to make it a little easier to make them, but, <laughs> but, but even still, it's just like, it clicks. Yeah. I think, yeah, you can go in anywhere with that idea still. Yeah. Are we going to do rollerblades? Rollerblades? We can't do anything do? on wheels, unfortunately. Oh, you're right, because the, the suit won't The suit doesn't work on wheels. Dang. You have to be planted with your feet. So a weird technological restriction. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, but like, if you're to tell like, you know, somebody like 30 years ago about a mocap suit and like, look, it works great, just can't have wheels. Like, I mean, what? honestly, honestly, <laughs> I think we should do like like service industry stuff where it's like trying to bring food out from a kitchen to a table full of like unruly guests, <laughs> drunken guests, and it's like trying to hold these like platters of stuff. <laughs> what, what, what if it's like a mob? It's like the mo- the mob is having dinner. And it brings it out, and it's like doesn't know, and they're like, "You can go now." And it's like, and, and the robot's like, "Yeah, I said you can go." What? What's with this fucking robot? It's just all. Hey, Paulie, get the damn robot out of here! But they're actors because it's like it's a simulation, it's a testing environment still. Yeah. Oh, have you guys seen the robots they're building for the Spider-Man show at Disney World? By the way, no. So they need Spider-Man to do things that a person can't do that's super dangerous, such as, like, get launched by a rope, like, 100 feet in the air, do, like, three flips, and then, like, oh throw my, his hands out. I've seen this stuff. Yeah, so they're building robots that, are base, that basically do that. They look like a human being, and they move like a human being, so they can just launch this robot into the air, and it'll move like Spider-Man. Wait, and they're just designed to do this one thing? That's all they're designed for. Whoa. Yeah. Is this video of it? Yeah, this is the early, like, development where they're learning how to, like, make something move like a human being while in the air. Whoa. And they'll just land on a net, you know? That's a dang robot. For those of you listening, uh, Christian has pulled <laughs> oh my gosh. footage of a robot that is basically... So that's going to be Spider-Man. Trapeze flying. Oh, my God. That's yeah, just yeah, imagine, like, cool. the most intense Cirque du Soleil acrobatics so that someone would probably kill themselves if they biffed it. They just have a robot do it. Yeah, you should look up this uh, Disney robot stunts. Because, basically, it's like throwing a Boston Dynamics robot into the air and having it do a million flips. Is yeah. it as cool if a human doesn't do it? The thing is, the kids aren't going to know the difference. I, and, right. and, and I feel like a lot of people in general won't notice the difference because the way they'll set it up theatrically, you'll probably miss the moment where they transition from <laughs> the real person to the, the robotic yeah, double. Like, Whoa! He definitely will. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I guess it just makes it more entertaining at the end of the day. Everyone wins. You know? Yeah. Except for those... Except for those... Spider-Man stunt performers. Uh, yeah, except for the stunt performers who, who came up from the, the vagabond trains of Europe. <laughs> my father was a Spider-Man stunt performer, yeah. and my grandfather, and now a robot's going to take my damn job. Yeah. <laughs> That's robots it. are taking the Spider-Man jobs. <laughs> Dude, damn. what we're going to do about automation, all the Spider-Man stunt performers are going to be out of work. <laughs> the live-action Spider-Verse. The seven Spider-Man stunt performers. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. I also put we wanted to do 50 videos on the podcast this year because yep. I think we can break these into episodes. Um, and uh, last but not least, we have Node. We have, we have Node. Node now. We have this little Node, this little crying little baby. So Node was Node. acquired by Corridor, yeah, uh, in the quarter Every... four of last year. Yep, yep. We put another channel under our wing. Yeah, yeah, and we'll at some point we'll do a full story on Node. Um, Soon, this is the actually, video. we're gonna do that probably in the week after next. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have that both that on the Node channel, and we'll probably talk about it on the podcast too. But long story short, Node is now part of like this the corridor umbrella, so we can bring a lot of our resources to bear on it. Which means that you know not only will you have video game videos, and of course you have like the airsoft videos and things that Node's kind of known for, but we get to bring to the table a little bit more production quality and more of the resources that we have here at Corridor to ideally make these games even more robust and, you know, executed with cool costumes and cool props and, you know, just getting out into doing interesting scenarios more often. Yeah, and also, you know, the videos we did last year and the year before on on the Crew Channel mm-hmm. that were... You know, now that now looking back on it, we're like, oh yeah, like that was fun to do, but it definitely doesn't fit in like with what we're doing. The the, like the Nerf games and the things right. like that. Like, there's like a huge element of creativity we wanted to do with the Crew Channel that now we can combine with Node. Yeah, which is super cool. Though the biggest thing, like when it comes to Node, is that you know, when it comes to video game channels, especially with us, like 
we're not the best video game players in the world and no one really cares how fast our headshots are it's like man nico can shoot headshots so fast I, you know like the yeah. only game we were legitimately like world class at was uh splinter cell blacklist yes and <laughs> it was great and we were yeah we were the best in the world top <laughs> top the top players um, <laughs> but other than that no other game had that expectation and i feel like it was very difficult to make really compelling content with games you hop into basically for the first time and you're like oh gosh like Dude, what button is shoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So a lot of what we're going to do this year with with uh, with Node is focus on bringing back like fun experiences, which really is kind of what the channel was in its very first year, like the original LAN parties. It was like a bunch of friends getting together and playing a game and having a fun time. And like we really want to de-emphasize playing like the newest cutting edge game, and we really want to re-emphasize you know, us friends are getting together, playing a game and having a good time. And that might mean playing old games like Rocket League or playing Smash Brothers or playing, you know, the original GoldenEye or something like that. But as long as it gets us like jumping around and screaming and like yelling at each other, like that's cool. And that's what I want to do, you know, for Node in 2020. Yeah, we're starting that. Um, well, we've already started that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of the content that you guys have seen since we started bringing in the crew. Yeah, the Halo video, the AI Dungeon video. But we're doing... Um... An AI Dungeon video is going to come out the same day as this. Uh, it's oh, really funny, by the way. It's oh, sorry. The yeah. day before this. It'll one, already of the, be one of the stories starts off as a spy story and ends with him. <laughs> a superhero with, story. A superhero a flying away with someone else's wife. Oh, by the way, his bones are falling off because he's I mean, a nuclear obviously. radiated superhero flies off with someone but, else's wife. Spoiler alert, Chicago gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like AI Dungeon is because it's this bizarre blend of gaming and like podcast and like it's got yeah. some of the D D sensibilities there but yeah it's 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 pretty cool because it's always going to surprise you yeah and, and gabe has some amazing illustrations and, in it yeah that's a huge again. part of it yeah and then we're doing a video well actually this could be part of a whole series this would be the first one it's could you survive is the current mm. working title but we're doing could you survive a bad attack a bat? Like yeah, bats? a bat. No, like a baseball, baseball bat. bat. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One bat. <laughs> Is right, it just called go. a batak? Get the, broom. Get the bat. <laughs> Could you survive a batak? A, a batak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, I feel like the live action stuff too is going to hit on that more and more. Of this, some like a lot of the stuff we used to do on the crew channel that we can't really do over there anymore because it's so focused on like filmmaking and yeah. and visual effects and like you know and the, all the stuff that we kind of set out to make the channel about you know <laughs> which is totally fine <laughs> yeah which i know is totally fine but that's why I, it's so great now though, we because outlet for it where it's like perfect because now we've we kind of have these horses and they, all these horses are like they all have different stats and like <laughs> you know got right. this fast horse i got this appaloosa over here you know this, I fat, got this, this fat horse but he has a lot of hp he's super <laughs> hp that's the corridor channel high he hp <laughs> super high constitution not the fastest horse not you know that always he's kind of nimble fat. he's, he's kind an of, older horse he's yeah. a little bit of an older horse but he's he's ripped <laughs> he's got like you the thickest muscles thing to kick you you got yeah. the crew channel super super fast we got node um, which is kind of like this, like it's like one of those show horses that prances. It's like yeah. a wizard channel, I feel like, but a wizard, a magical horse, you know, oh, a, ma a unicorn. No, no, not a unicorn. No. More like, I feel like it almost like a reindeer. Okay, I, I, I can go with dancing horse. <laughs> I think I was, yeah, prancing, you yeah. know, show horse, you know, okay. you know, prancing. It's been doing this for four hours along the parade route, and it's just like, <laughs> god damn it. And then, then, then the uh, what is it? The podcast. It's like a little horse. It's that a you, mini. It's, it's a, a mini horse. It's, it's a smaller horse to keep in your stable. But the thing is, it's the it's the horse that is in the stable at your home, and you can go <laughs> and and you can go out there and ride it whenever you want. Yes, yeah. you're not like try. You're not like you're not doing anything fancy with it. It's you're not. Just, you're not cutting its mane. It's your comfort horse. Your, yeah, your, it's it's whatever it's called. When you just want to ride along the sunsets. When you just ride your, your local trails home. with it, you know. Yeah. yeah. What's the guillotine channel? The guillotine channel. Guillotine channel. It's this bucking bronco. Bucking bronco. That yeah, you hop on and you're like, whoa, I got this, and it kicks you off, and you're like, wow, we left it in a field somewhere, and it's still out there. It's a wild mustang. Like, yeah, we got a good hit on our head from that now, one. And now there's a rumor spreading, like whoever can whoever can tame the bronco. Yeah, there's yeah. a in the there's far a bronco field. out there. Yeah, cool. 
So the plans for 2020 is we're going to rethink the business's horse analogies. What? No, I think we just... We're, well, gonna, we're actually okay, going to yeah. have custom-painted horses um, put next to everyone's desk, <laughs> and each person is going to get to customize their own horse painting. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's actually really... That'd be really good for morale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Everyone gets their own unique horse. I want a brown painting. Appaloosa horse with, like, black socks and a... And a you know, black Dude, mask. look at this guy dropping horse terminology. Yeah, this because my daughter's really into horses. So, oh, that's so good. I've learned. I think I'd do like a fjord, like a, kind of they're they're kind of they're kind of stocky, but they're really furry. You know, they're from Norway. You know, it's Scandinavia. They got a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about horses. What kind of horse would you pick? What would it look like? We got to pick at least, or just tell us what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Maybe at least you've got to have a favorite color horse. A gray horse? The horse I'd pick. Is it a black horse? Man, I don't know. Is it a like white a mysterious horse? black steed? <laughs> I mean, those ones that kind of have like that, almost like that oak brown, like, but like with dark hair. Yeah. yeah. The brown horse. You know, like black classic. hair. Black hair? Just a brown, brown, brown horse, black hair. Yeah. yeah. No saddle. You don't ride with saddle. You just put a blanket. A Mustang. Eating yeah, clover in the field. A Mustang. You know? There you yeah. go. Mustang. Mustang. I pick a Mustang. <laughs> whatever. Whatever that look, looks like. Is that your comfort horse? <laughs> yeah. Do you keep that one at the stable? Yeah. At the home stable? <laughs> no, no, no. That one's just. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we settled a Mustang. They named the car after it because it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, next thing. There's two other things to talk about for 2020. Um, first thing is this website. this website. Yeah, that's a big announcement. Are we covering that in this podcast? Well, it's 2020. I mean, if you guys are watching the podcast or listening to it, it means that you're one of the... Congratulations, guys. You're one of the 1%. That's true. If you're listening to this podcast, we know we know that you are truly... You're a, a crouton. Fan. We know yeah, you're a, a crouton. crouton. A true crouton. The C-R-E-W-T-O-N. The <laughs> most stale of croutons. <laughs> but the thing is, actually, this is this is like really high-level stuff. This is like in inner circle. That's yeah. true. We're about to drop some inner circle stuff so, on our inner circle fans. Yeah, so we're about to drop um, a website that's going to host our videos and also, in time, allow us to develop entire series on that site for that site for you so if you support us on patreon at the five dollar tier on right now or before february 1st you're going to be entered into a beta launch of this site where we want you guys to go on there watch the videos play around with it, break it, tell us what's wrong with it. There's no yeah. ads. You want to hit There's, all the buttons yeah. as fast as possible. So the idea behind this site is that if it's it's our place where we can distribute stuff that people want to see that might not necessarily work on YouTube and, of course, everything we've ever done on YouTube without ads. Mm-hmm. Because we realized over the course of all these years, like, hey, that's a great idea, not for YouTube. That's a great idea, not for you. How many times... Have you said that? A million. Millions of times. Countless of times. Every day I wake up in the middle of the night, it's cold sweats. Yeah. That's a great idea. Not for YouTube. Yeah. I go, that's a great idea. And then my wife wakes up and goes, not for YouTube. She's like, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Half of the time it's because it's a bad idea. The other half of the time it's legitimately because it's not for YouTube. (laughs) But (laughs) this is what I mean about the whole like postmodern cinema or post-cinema content, post-cinema content thing. Yeah. Like, which we'll get into in a different episode. Ooh, you guys listen to this post-cinema topic when we get there. Post-cinema. Is, 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 there's, there's all this stuff that YouTube is a great ecosystem for certain kinds of videos, certain kinds of stories. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, well, we need more money to do this. Da, 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 da. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like, it's good for certain stuff, but not for everything. Like it, the way that the algorithm works, the way that the ecosystem works, the way that the audience works. Well, YouTube doesn't value a person as much as, say, Netflix does. Right. The amount of revenue that you as a user generate for YouTube is not as high as the revenue that you Netflix generates from your subscription. Um, and so if you if we want to make content that you value highly, the only way you can be a valued user is through a, a, a site where you can yeah. have direct you know connection to the material that's being made for you. Whereas on YouTube, you're just literally your view. Your view is worth money is worth a thousandth of a penny. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
So no, something like that. So yeah, with, actually, it is. <laughs> so with this, so with this, this is different because now your viewership is worth way more to us. Not only because we're not losing money to YouTube, mm -hmm. who's paying out money to themselves as mm -hmm. for for creating this incredible website, yeah. but also um, because now you're per person. They're contributing more than point zero whatever point per penny percent that's going now into the into the content. Yeah, and so we're gonna start with the Patreon beta launch, which is gonna be at the five dollar tier. So you go to Patreon.com/slash/corridor/digital if you guys aren't patrons and sign up for the five dollar tier before February first, and you'll be automatically entered into the beta launch of this site using the same email that yeah. you signed up for with Patreon. And that's the secret. Right now, no one else at that $5 tier, they don't know this yet. <laughs> right, we haven't even told the patrons we, yet. We, they don't know <laughs> this yet. If you're yet. a patron and you're listening to this, we're telling you right now. Yeah, this is, yeah. Shh. <laughs> and we're actually, we're, we're going to, I was going to announce it to them on this okay, month's no, live stream. We'll, we'll, we'll announce yeah. it. But yeah, either way, the, it's still, yeah, it's pretty cool. But but it's, yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, and then after that, we're going to test it with this select group of people. And then we will launch the actual launch. And when the actual public launch happens, then there's going to be like a $3.99 for people that weren't in the original Patreon beta. And that's just going to be the standard like membership for the site. But what the patrons are going to get is like an additional point system that's going to allow them to contribute a little bit more per project that they'd like us to develop. Because yeah. what we're going to do on the site is create a but is effectively a points system where you guys tell us what you want us to make in a way as in we put out a couple ideas we're like hey we could bring back the vlog we could do a D&D show supported with live action like cutaways we could do um the uh what is it? This this man stuck in a, in a self driving the, the truck thing. I mean, some narrative <laughs> concept, narrative concept. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it's imagine like Netflix and hearing all the announcements that are coming up for potential shows they're making, and then being able to like basically submit a token, yeah, to these projects based off of what you really want to see. And yeah. So with each I, month of membership, you'll occur more points, and and you can continue to contribute those towards. Yeah projects and the, and the difference here is that like you know previously on patreon we kind of did a similar thing we when we started our patreon page we we actually had some tiers that were like here's some like videos we want to make but from a creative standpoint a lot of things didn't work out there because we kind of were getting ahead of ourselves with you know the youtube's changing ecosystem and mm -hmm. with this we're approaching it a little bit differently in the sense that these these projects that will be on the site are things that are actually actively in development and we're intending to make but actually being able to make them kind of uh yeah is is played into your actual decision on how you use the site because when, when you have a site like this you have a subscription that subscription has this value and now you get to actually say like hey i want you to put this value that i bring towards this thing and that allows you know let's the vlogs have a smaller audience than vfx rs react to for example but this allows the people who want to see vlogs to collectively say like, we want to see this. Here's our points. We're putting it towards this. And right. now boom, it gets made. Right. Like this is a way for you to actually take this power into your hands to get things produced that you want to see. And it's a way for us to put things out there that we can make and then ask you guys, well, what do you want to see? You know, you get, you get a point a month or whatever. I mean, you know, we haven't, we haven't worked out the point system. Yeah. So but, as Sam said earlier, don't, yeah. don't, yeah, don't hold us to it, but hold us to you know, the exact points. The concept is, you know, you get a point a month, and this project takes X number of points. And so, you know, you, you throw them at them and other people are throwing their points at the thing once a month and then boom, you hit it. And then the thing yeah. gets made. But if you want to help us figure out the point system, that's what the beta is going to be yeah. for. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. we're going to start, we're going to start figuring out the math of like, okay, well, the average people who are watching now, who are members now are watching for about this much. They're watching about this many videos a month. And then we can average that out because the main thing that we have to figure out is cost because on it, when you're launching a site that has video streaming, the highest cost is the bandwidth cost mm -hmm. because video data is the more data than any other form of data. That's mm -hmm. basically on the internet other than video games. Mm -hmm. And so you have to figure out how much that's costing you. 
And then once you figure out exactly, we have some, we have an idea, but once we figure out exactly sort of what the averages are, the more information we collect, the more accurately we'll be able to predict it. And then you can say like, okay, well, each person say it's a four, we expect them to come in at $4. Well, we're going to spend a dollar and a half, or we're going to spend two bucks on the cost to provide them the service. And then now if they get X amount of points, and they choose so that, that now they're bringing that extra two dollars that we can put towards a show, mm-hmm. right? So now, how do you convert that into points? And then, how do you give people the opportunity to utilize those points like across a slate of shows that we're comfortable producing for the amount of points that it's going to cost? Exactly. Yeah. And what's even cooler is that you know, <clears throat> when you look at this, if we're running our own site here, um, and you know, hosting the content there. It's already a niche audience in a way. Like mm-hmm. when you look at our YouTube videos and the style of stuff we're creating, like there's there's always in the back of your heads, like how do we get this to the most viewers rather than do something that like us and a part of our niche, a niche part of our audience. So I don't want to say niche because it kind of it's it's not really the right way to say it. But like the part of our audience that really connects with what we're doing in like a, a more fundamental level. And and so having this website it's basically a way for us to kind of go go right to you guys who are who are super passionate about a certain style of content that we're making and and communicate that in a much more direct way with us and gives us that opportunity as well to to kind of make that stuff that a a lot of people really want to see but doesn't also make the most sense to post on youtube right just because of the whole economics of the situation there yeah. yeah, and then the idea is, you know, we start small. We start with some earnest stuff that we can honestly make for you guys, and um, and then we just try to grow it from there. And the yeah. more people that are signed up, the bigger, crazier stuff we can make. Yeah, yeah, we're not just cool. going to have a giant public launch with, like, a big, like, venture capitalist-funded no, platform yeah, just ready just, to go right off getting, the bat. Guys, are you ready to light that $2 million money pile on fire? Okay, <laughs> we expect it to last about nine. We expect the fire to last about nine months. If you guys aren't into venture capitalism, there's actually a term in venture capitalism called your burn rate. Your burn rate is literally refers to the amount of money that you burn through before your company actually starts to make money. Now, obviously, there's a utility in all this because, like, you need venture capitalism for, for a number of different things. But, like, how many times have we seen, especially over the last, it's not so as common now, but especially, like, three years ago, between 2013 and 2017, how many people came in and were like, all right, we're going to do SVOD. <laughs> and it was like, oh. You had, uh, of course, you had Go90, of course. Vessel. Vessel, yep. Yep. Um, what else is there? Everyone was doing Whatever. it. Whatever. Those yeah. are the only people we're involved with, but yeah. Those were the big yeah. ones. And I'm sure everybody's like, okay, then why are you guys doing it? Well, the reason, <laughs> the reason we're doing just it, explained. well, because we're already no. making videos. We're doing a, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's like, we're not like starting from scratch here. We're, 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 we're creating something else that pairs with what we're doing. We're also, so. we're also not trying to make it bigger than what the audience wants it to be, which yeah. is the first mistake that I think a lot of those companies made. It was like, well, we got to get, 100,000 subscribers in order for this website to be viable. Right now, with the people on Patreon alone, the website will pay for itself. Good job. Good job, everybody. We did it. That means now if we want to host and create additional content for the site, we just need to make sure that the people that are signed up for the site cover the cost that it costs to make the content and to run the site. And if that grows, then the website grows. We're not going, oh, well, we're going to burn. We're going to have a burn rate of $100,000 a week until we get to a point of profitability, which is a recipe for failure oftentimes. I mean, there's sure there's some people that are professionals at this and they do it with stunning success. But yeah, not I, I'm not that smart. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> that I am and I'm not going to try to pretend that I am. That lifestyle is too fast for me. It is, man. It's too hot, too hot, too fast. Yeah. Um, burn rate's too high, and it's burning too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the burn rate's too high. Turn it down. I mean, I, I watched a documentary recently called uh, uh, Magic, not Magic Gadget, General Magic. Um, and it was talking about this company that was basically, you know, oh, they saw, they envisioned the iPhone before the iPhone was ever a thing. And basically, they just had, you know, a competitor to, like, you know, the Newton or the, you know, Palm 
like pocket or whatever. Oh, you remember the Newton? <laughs> wow. Back in the 90s. And, you know, the thing that they had is like, you know, they went for everything in one right away and they just hit the market hard yeah. and then no one bought it because no one wanted it and they crashed hard. Versus had they, and this is what they say, you know, had they iterated and done something little by little, they would yeah. have came up, come out with something that would have eventually worked because you don't run a business by putting all your eggs into one basket and going, boom, it worked or maybe it didn't and now we're all screwed. Well, so, a lot of people do. A lot but, of people do, yeah. but, you know, well, that's how you have... A lot that's of why most businesses fail in the first two <laughs> years. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not how we do things here at Corridor. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we're hoping that this process is something where we all get to grow together and we get to make content that people want to see. And it's a direct relationship between the pe- between all of you guys and what you enjoy seeing and what you want to see and what you're not getting from anyone else out there and what we can now do for you. That's right. So if you guys want to get in on that, if you want to get on the janky pre-public launch version <laughs> of the site that we're still going to be messing around I mean, with. And don't worry if you go on there and it's broken, it'll be fixed momentarily. I mean, we're going to do pretty, that for a couple months. It's pretty slick so far. It is. Like... Actually, I, I'm, I'm underplaying it. The compression is way better than YouTube. Really? The, yeah, the video quality. Christian, just pull it up. Oh, wait. Can we pull up the mm-hmm. URL? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's up to you. Well, it's, this is all going to get compressed through YouTube anyway, so who knows? That's true. It's not going to work. It's not going to oh, work. Oh, it is going to get compressed through YouTube. Don't, don't do show, it. Don't show it. They, don't do when it. When it's ready. All right. I didn't show it on okay. the When it's ready. Okay. This is, I didn't show it on the yeah. stream, so we're good. It's still cooking. It's all right. So cooking. anyway, yeah, we'll announce what the site URL is and how to get on it uh, in the upcoming Patreon live stream. There you go. This month. Yep. January 31st. Yep. That's when I'm going to schedule it. January 31st. Wow, what a year. Yeah. We've got Node Channel to turn into this amazing camaraderie endeavor. Prancing horse. Yes, this amazing prancing horse that will live for prancing forever and ever. <laughs> it's going to win so People will come from, from miles <laughs> to see it's prancing. We have <laughs> see our train. The amazing prancing horse. Our equestrian dancers. We have Quarter Crew, which is this dashing horse that's been setting records left and right that now has a good solid year of solid racing ahead of it to just win some trophies. Everyone knows this horse's name now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have Corridor sitting in the background somewhere just ready to like stomp on anyone that tries to get too close to it. <laughs> yes, the, might, the mighty steed. <laughs> um, don't know if we're gonna, ever going to make any more guillotine videos. That Mustang might be lost in the woods. Well, if we had more studio space, we could make more yes, guillotine we, videos. Uh, I would definitely be down to make more guillotine videos, but that's another. It only takes, like, what, how many seconds for that blade to fall? <laughs> like, you shoot tons of videos. Exactly. And hopefully, hopefully your comfort horse at home, a.k.a. the podcast, We'll be riding together more often. That's right, guys. Chilling together we're going to try to do this weekly. Though I was, we were supposed to film three episodes, and we ended up just talking for an hour about one. So, <laughs> well, maybe it's a better episode. Yeah, maybe I mean, it's, it's a, a pretty big episode. episode. This is like corridor in 2020 just and don't reflection ex- on 2019. Yes, don't expect every episode to be an hour. I actually think they're a little bit more fun if they're shorter. Uh, even if we give ourselves time constraints, I actually want to try that. Yeah. If you guys want to see that, let us know. Jake, that's the thing with this horse, though. It's in your yard. <laughs> you go out, you ride it for an hour. No, you yeah. ride it for 10 minutes. <laughs> Who doesn't? It doesn't Whatever matter. Whatever the day allows. Yeah. You know, right. you know, who when knows? When they're screaming kids and the wife is nagging you to clean the dishes. You go, you go out on a horse ride and <laughs> you see a storm coming. You're like, ah, I'm going to turn around. You know, it's like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, well, you just, but it's, it's always there. You it's always it there. as hard as you can for five minutes and then... That's all you get. Yeah, see how far it can get. You just go out, look at a little pet, give it a carrot. <laughs> you know, who knows? So, <laughs> so what, do we have, what do we have to look forward to? I think we should do that little prime here for, for directly for the podcast. People listening to this right now, what do you have to look forward to in the next couple of weeks here on the podcast? Well, the you've podcast. got. Mm. We're going to do weekly videos. That that I can almost promise you. Right. But discussion topics. Yes. And then we've we've got a couple interesting topics. You know, we like to talk about like technology and AI and stuff. So Nico on the next one's gonna be talking about machine learning. Yes, that's right. And how machine learning can revolutionize the visual effects industry. And surprisingly, why is not why is it not happening already? Because it's already sitting there for people to do stuff with. Wow. So I can't wait to talk about that and what it can enable. Now you may have heard of postmodernism. But in episode three, we're going to be talking about postmodern cinema. No, no, no. There is postmodern cinema. Just oh. 
post cinema. You're right. There <laughs> Jake, is already postmodern cinema. It's an entire genre. <laughs> that was a mistake. We're going to be talking about post cinema content, or, or is implying can... that cinema has changed. Yes, oh, post cinema cinema. I love it. Um, and then uh, horses, horses, monkeys, well, birds. I've been wanting to have a discussion about kids' content on YouTube because everybody's, you know, of course, anytime YouTube does something, people make outrage videos about it. Now people are apparently outraged that kids' videos are getting demonetized, or earlier they're outraged they were monetized. But you know what? I think we need to take a long, hard look at, well, personally, I think it's kind of weird to make videos with your kids and monetize it as your source of living when your kids have no say in whether or not they're going to be on camera. Well, that is a great topic. We could talk about that easily for an hour because what it has to do with more fundamentally is it has to do with how how fundamentally we think we can restrict a parent's right to determine the way of living that they want to have with their family. It's a really tricky subject. It is. And you think back in the day, born on a farm, better get out there and plow that field. Well, those kids <laughs> didn't what does necessarily that want to plow that field. No. But they well, you know, I, th- how. I think a really good... Um, example though is that like a lot of kids television oh boy I'm getting into it <laughs> no 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 so we'll get into this in the episode yeah. it's, it's a hefty topic with a lot of things and not to mention all the legislature I, that's just been going through yeah on it. it's I think it's a it's an interesting topic that all affects us now directly but it's a uh, there's a lot of history that points to like a lot, a lot of precedent I would say with how it's been handled in the in the, in the past Mm-hmm. That that shines a really good light on the direction forward for how it should yes, be moved. Yes, hundred percent. Because yeah, all there are already laws in TV and in filmmaking for how you handle children's content and children on set. Not to mention the child's data. <laughs> <laughs> all right, My guys. Data. So more on that and other topics related to film, technology, and just uh, our random meanderings. Oh boy! Next on the Corridor Podcast. Thanks for being here and uh, consider subscribing.